We've been hearing a lot this year about big bucks being killed on small tracts of land, and on this episode, it's no different. We're talking with Kenny Samples, and he's going to tell you how small of a tract of land it was and how big a buck he killed. You're listening to The Alabama Sportsman. Good talking to you, man. Won't you tell everybody where you're from? I am from North Northern Etowah County. Northern Etowah. Where'd you kill that buck at? I killed him here in the county, here in that Northern Etowah County. Yeah, that's a dang good buck. How many points did that son gun have? He's got 13 scoreable points. He's got a he's got one that's kind of hard to see in the pigs. I think I, I sent you, but he's got a little kicker that's coming off his his right base that it measures an inch. So all right. Uh, what would you green score him at? I got him at 145. That's a good buck. That's a good buck. He's a great deer. Did you have him, uh, did you have game camera pictures of him? I did, actually. I actually had, a, had quite a bit of history with the deer. I had about, I've got three years worth of pictures of him, but I've never had an encounter with a deer. So really? It was uh, my first encounter with him. He... I got to take him home, so that was pretty good. So. <laughs> That's the best encounter right there. It hey, is. It hey, which years? Uh, you said you've had him for three years, Kenny. What years did he grow the best? You know, like what the first year between the first and second year, say, or the second and third year. When I say three years, I'm including this year. Okay. okay. Um, I'm gonna say from year before last until next last year is it was the biggest jump that I seen. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the first year that I got pictures of him, he was a mainframe eight, and he had a, he actually, his kicker was on his right side instead of the left side, hmm. and it was just, just a small bump on his G2, and then last year when he showed back up, we realized he was the same deer, he was a mainframe 10-pointer, but he had a, uh, a small kicker on the left side, but he still had that bump on his G2 on his right. Mm-hmm. And then this year, he uh, when he showed up, he he still has that little bump. It's, it's more bladed, but it's on his G3 on his right side. Right. And he had a had a little little one-inch kicker there, you might call it, I guess, on his three, and a, uh, about a two and three-eighths kicker on his on his ones or on his two rather so right on his left side so are you hunting in a hunting club last last year was the biggest jump though right are you hunting in a hunting club or is this private land no it's private we've just got uh actually the property was killed on ain't but about 15 acres so wow we talked uh we've got two people we've done podcasts with and uh, they killed two really impressive bucks like yours, and you know they're uh, small tracks of land too. So everybody's, right. everybody's having some luck on the small tracks. I, th- I think I messaged the guy earlier today, and I was telling him, you know, it's it makes me proud of the hunters and in, in our state now to, to see these big deer being killed. It just goes to show, you know, the management and stuff that these guys are doing is paying off. So it is. Everybody's wanting a big buck. Everybody's wanting, you know, they want to. You know, well, most hunters have graduated up from the, you know, the little basket racks, you know, 
And when right. you and once you kill a big buck, my experience, once you kill a decent mature buck, you want one every year. You know. Right. It's just you know it's like what I said. You graduate. You know you graduate from the little right. ones and you want the big ones. Uh, well, I've been fortunate enough to you know to take hunting trips out of state. I've killed decent deer, but you know I'm I've never killed what I would consider a giant deer, but. You know, this deer I killed here this year, you know, he's gonna—he's most likely one of the top deer I've ever killed. That's a, that's a very impressive Definitely the buck. best deer I've ever killed in Alabama. You know, I wasn't really wasn't expecting him to even show back up. I haven't seen the deer since back around the 1st of February mm-hmm. of last season. He left, and um, I haven't seen him again all, all through spring and summer this year until December the 3rd, and I killed him on the 8th. So. All right. The uh, you you said we you got a couple of guys you hunt with that hunts with you. I've got a I've got a close friend of mine that lives right here close, and uh, we've actually got about eighty acres here at my house that we that I hunt on, and he's got some land that nearly adjoins mine that's about sixty, and he's got a a lease on on down the road. But me and him do most of it together, you know. Right. Um. Uh, Oh, that's pretty cool right there. Hey, uh, <clears throat> did you think somebody might have shot him when you didn't have pictures of him? You know, I didn't know. I I, I felt like he probably made it through the season because I want to say it was around, I say around the 1st of February. It was probably not that. It was probably the middle of February, I guess, because I, I knew, it, well, it was after February the 10th because I felt like he had made it through the season. So Okay. Um, but you just don't never know. You know, last year, um, let me back up. The first year I got pictures of the deer, he stayed here all through summer. And all that season he was here. And then he he left uh, about the time around Christmas, I'm going to guess, and when the rut hit and we, we didn't see him anymore. And he didn't show up again. I didn't even realize it was the same deer. He didn't show up again until last year on December the 1st. Wow. And when it took me a few pictures of him uh, to figure out who he was. <laughs> and um, he hung around until around February the 10th, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know, and then left again. And I haven't seen him since. And then he showed back up the 3rd. So I, I kind of felt like... I was hoping he'd show back up anyway, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That'd I didn't like know. That. You know, you know how that goes. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't have just a ton of hunting pressure here, but we do have some guys around, you know, that we've got a dog club that's kind of close to us. And, uh, you know, the deer can get pushed around a good bit, you know, with them too. So, but okay. they do a good job. So they don't, they, they try to keep their dogs at bay, you know, and, and, Try not to make it worse on, on everybody else. Well, that's good. They do a good job. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hey, Kenny, how'd you set up on that buck? Like, uh, you know, like, where'd you set up? Or, like, are you said, you know, well, you seen him in an actually, area? I had, been, I had been trying to kill this deer. when After I seen it, he come back in. I, I had a stand. Um, I had a stand right there close to the food plot where he was coming in. It was actually in a staging area about 40 to 50 yards just off, out of the food plot. And I was trying to kill him with a bow. And last Saturday is when I got him. And it was one of them deals where it was just, 
coming a monsoon and the wind was blowing terrible and everything else and I just wanted to hunt, you know, so um last Friday it was kinda that afternoon it was kinda rainy and drizzly and I said, Well man, I'm just gonna go get in the shooting house and take my gun and uh I went and I pulled the card at that on that food plot. On your uh, game camera? Before I climbed up that afternoon. The card on your game and camera? I had pictures of him at like 3 o'clock in the morning by himself. Right. And so I said, well, Saturday I'm going to hunt as much as I can. I wasn't able to hunt Saturday morning. So I went back to that same same box blind with my gun. Um, I got in the stand around 2, I guess. And, I mean, I didn't even get to sit down before I had deer beginning to come out into the field. But it was some pretty nasty conditions, too. So. Right. So, uh, so, so, what happened when, uh, when you saw that buck? I mean, were you just hunting? Well, there and... he, uh, I, I watched deer all afternoon, and it was getting right there at last light. You know how big deer like to do? They don't like to come out when it's, you know, when you can see good. So right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, deer thirty, the, we the call it. The a couple of hundred, uh, just under a hundred, or just under hundred sixty yards long, I guess. So, come out and um, had some does and fawns down on the far end of the field. And, he come out about uh, the way I've got or? that field planted, it's only about 55 yards wide. But I only plant the bottom half of the field. I leave the top half of it. I let the grass grow tall in it through the summer. And, of course, this time of the year, once the grass dies down, it's not real high, but the deer feel comfortable coming out into the grass before they go to the green, and they'll actually stage in that grass. So it kind of worked out good. I just happened to look up, and I seen a big-body deer coming across, and I didn't know what it was. I couldn't see horns just because it was getting later in the afternoon. It was around 4.40, I guess, and, you know, the cloud cover, and it pouring down rain and the wind blowing, and I just seen a big-body deer come across, and I didn't even pick my binoculars up to look at him. I went straight to the gun then. So. Did you see his? Did you see his horns? I did knew you? It most likely had to be a buck. So. Was was he trailing a doe or anything? No, he he didn't come out. The does were already out. Um, I had four or five does and pawns that were already out in the field. I've been watching for actually a couple of hours. They stayed out there the entire time, and. Uh, he come out by himself. I figured probably what he was going to do is come out and check those does. Right. But uh, he come out and just come right to the edge of that of that grass that I'd left, just on the edge of the green there. And, um, just looking, and of course everything happened pretty quick. I didn't really give him a whole lot of time to do much. So, so you just knew he was a good buck and you was going to kill him. Well, yeah, he... Uh, once I realized I put my gun up, and it was pretty crazy. I've got all this wind that's blowing in my face, and it's just wind and rain. And the rain's blowing in the window of the shooting house, you know. And I put my gun up, and I really don't have much time to do a whole lot of judging. And just going by my trail cam pictures, I only had two bucks there that were mature to shoot anyway. And I knew... I could tell by the body size and structure and everything, he was just a mature deer, you know. Right. And as uh, soon as I put my scope on him, I seen he had kind of a tall rack on his right side there, and I knew it had to be one of the two. So uh, I put it on his shoulder and let him have it. 
Dang right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, apparently then the buck fever didn't hit you till after you walked up and seen him. <laughs> no, it didn't. It's kind of a, it's kind of a. Probably a good thing, you know. Crazy what? ordeal the way it happened. He actually he ran straight across that green into planted pines when I shot, uh-huh. and of course, about the time he hit the tree line, the does blowed out going the other way, and then. You know, I felt like I hit him. I felt like I hit him good. And then I look up, and I see a big-bodied deer coming back across, going back the same way that the does do. And he gets about midways of that field, about to that line, that break in the in the grass and the green there. And he stops, and he's got his head up high like a deer that's not been shot, you know. Right. And he's looking back in my direction, and I thought, man, I didn't miss that deer. Surely that's not the one I shot at. That had to be, that's got to be another deer that I just didn't know was in the woods or something running out. And uh, he ended up going back in the same place that the does went. I gave myself a little time, 15, 20 minutes, and I got down. And uh, I went to get my flashlight. Of course, get my flashlight out of my jacket. My light's dead. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. And all I've got is my cell phone. So I walk out to the field out there, and I got my rain jacket on, and I'm trying to keep my cell phone getting soaking wet. And I look around, and I'm trying to find blood or hair or whatever, and I don't find anything. And I went into the pines where I thought he had ran into, and I looked for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes with just my phone, my light on my phone, and I, I haven't found anything, and I'm getting real discouraged. And so I decided then, I said, I'm just going to back out. I'm going to go to the house, um, get me a couple of flashlights, and and go back up there and, and see if I can find this deer. Mm-hmm. When you so work. I go back up there, and I just grid search those whole pines, and I don't find anything. And I'm kind of... Decided at this point that I've missed this deer, and I'm thinking in my mind that that's the same buck that I just shot at that went back across the field. So I went across the field where they all went in, into the other side. At went into the woods and looked around and looked around, and I couldn't find the deer anywhere. And I'm just I'm sick, you know. Well, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking, um, I don't know 100% sure that it's the, the bigger deer. I don't, it's either him or another smaller deer that I've got, but he's five or six years old. And uh, I, I've decided, you know, I've messed this up. I'll never see this deer again, you know. <laughs> he, he's been shot at and run off, and here I am traipsing around through the woods trying to find a deer I hadn't shot, you know. Right. This is, I've screwed this up for good, and. I happened to think, I said, well, just for kicks and giggles, there's a big ditch just on the back side of that hill right there that is uh, it is just inside of our property line. And I've been up there before and shot deer with a bow or even with, I have shot a couple with a gun and then run, and they'll go in that direction when they hit that ditch. It's like a big ravine, real, it's six or eight feet deep in places. Right. And they'll hit that ditch and can't get out and lay there and die. So I said, well, just for kicks and giggles, I'm going to go check the ditch. And uh, I stepped down behind my, I've got a lock on stand there. And, that, 
at that spot I was talking about a while ago, and mm -hmm. I, I got down to the edge of the ditch, and I put my light up, and there he was in the ditch. So. Oh, <laughs> never found any blood, just found incredible. the deer. What'd you shoot him with? I shot him with a with a Ruger and a 280. Oh, that's a good gun. Hey, I've, gun. I've had I've had good luck with that gun. I've killed a lot of deer with it over the years. I noticed when the pictures you sent me, you said you got something around the stock, the the butt stock. What is that? That is a it's just a leather shell holder. Um, a you? good friend of mine that lives over in uh, over in Cherokee County. Mm -hmm. uh, her name's Christy Walker. It's uh, Walker Knives and Leather. Uh, she made that for me. That, Got my that, initials engraved in it. It's I seen cool. that. That was sweet looking. I, I zoomed in on it trying to figure it out, and I said, "Man, that's sharp." Boy, that's cool, you know. Yeah, she does. She does a fantastic job on those. Crap. We might, we might need to get her on on the podcast. And let her talk about yeah, it. Yeah, look her up. Her She's stuff. on Facebook. Uh, it's under. Uh, I believe it's Walker Knives and Leather. Okay. Or Walker Leather and Knives, or something like that. Yeah. She, she, does a, she does a fantastic job on that. She does all kind of stuff. That's awesome. We'll have to get in touch with her. Uh, are, the, are the deer up there, are they rutting right now? Are they through rutting? They're, they're beginning to. I, okay. You know, I think he was probably going to come out and check those does. Um, his tarsal glands were getting black, you know. He really wasn't stinking too much, but he was swelled. Right. Um, and actually, just a few minutes ago, I had stepped out here on my back porch and I was trying to get a text to send out, and uh, I don't have good cell service at home. And, mm -hmm. and I actually heard a buck out here behind the house somewhere or another grunting. So oh. I'm, I'm going to say they're they're kicking it off pretty good. Just up the road from me is DeKalb County, and they guys say they're they're really kicking up there right now. So well, that's awesome. That's good. This time here, oh, you know, yeah. we usually hit about Christmas here. So. Well, that's good. That's good stuff. Well, Kenny, we sure do appreciate you being on the show. And um, if you get another one, man, just send us some pictures. We'll have you back on the show. Hey, thank you so much, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Hey, thanks for your time, Kenny. Uh, yes, we'll, sir. We'll, thank we'll, you, we'll be getting back in touch with you, hopefully. All right. Thank All you. Right. Good All to right. talk to you, bud. You too. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to locate us on social media. You know, when you find us on Facebook, go in there and hit that like and follow button. We're on Instagram, and follow us on Podbean. If you if you want to listen to every episode, uh, you just go to your app store, you download the free Podbean app, and then search Alabama Sportsman. And don't forget to subscribe, because you'll get all the latest episodes as we put them out. For Kenny Samples, Landon Holtman, I'm Jamie Sparks, and you're listening to the Alabama Sportsman Podcast.